on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to Buckeye BS on the Best Damn Media Network. What's going on, fellas? What up? What up? What's good? What's happening? What's happening? What's good. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. And unfortunately, man, y'all don't get to see the pre-shows. They're, they're actually a great time. Ron was telling us about all this pizza gay evidence, all that. So he's telling us about his pre-show for Ron's own show. But yeah, guys, yeah. so today... We talking about some Ohio State linebacker play, some new AU members. We'll be talking about for June visits and all that. But how's y'all weekend going? My weekend's fine. Q and on Q, we're sitting in the lobby. <laughs> conspiracy theories. He's like, I got this really good DVD about how every rapper's the devil. You have to see it. Like it's. Yeah. He's on some other stuff, but I'm having a good weekend. I've been getting a grind on and uh, some Warzone, but. Just been chilling. What about y'all? Man, been chilling, man. Took the kids to a baseball game. They enjoyed that, man. They got a couple of balls from the <clears throat> from the bullpen. You know, the, the pitchers in the bullpen gave them a couple of balls. Who'd you go see? So it was a minor league, so it was uh, the oh, Texas nice. Rough Riders. It was nice. Okay. It was down the street in first cup. So. They normally have some crazy food at the minor league parks. You guys eat there? No, we ain't really eat nothing crazy, man. Just got a couple of, you know, beers and, you know, popcorn. <laughs> the kids too? Popcorn. Yeah. The know. kids had a couple yeah, beers? No, nah, man. The kids had some water, man. You know, Hey, man. Hey, everybody always worried about the kids. Nobody be worried about the parents, man. <laughs> hey, you see? Hey, just wait till you had kids. Just, just watch. Y'all become non-factors. It's like the kids? The kids? <laughs> what about you cam how was your weekend no did a little traveling so i wanted to go see my mom have some dinner man a lot of war zone a lot of weller bourbon um you know just cooling chilling man all right enjoying your time back in columbus absolutely yeah cam just like he just got off of a tour that's what <laughs> <laughs> He's about to go in the studio. Yeah, he just left on, Everybody in the chat, uh, hey, tell me, me the name of Cam's mixtape. Y'all should have heard what he was spitting before. Hey, I might <laughs> drop some bars on a uh, podcast today. Stop Please playing don't. with me. <laughs> Not the bars I might drop, I might drop a pre-show. bar or two, man. As long as it wasn't the bars you had in the pre-show, we good. <laughs> All right, man. So let's let's hop into some football news. So my first question. So have you seen the news, right? It looks like Colorado and Arizona might be out of the Pac-12. looks like they might be going, well, Colorado going back to the Big Ten. Or not Big Ten, Big 12, my bad. Uh, Big 12. So, obviously, I want to get your thoughts on that, Ron. You can start. Uh, I think it's good for Prime and that program. Uh, It gives them an opportunity to go to what looks is going to be the Big Three conferences going forward. Um, If the Pac-12 and ACC... Uh, were to split, so I think the Big 12 will be one of the surviving conferences, so I think that's a good move for, you know, the long-term success of that program, uh, moving to a conference that I think will probably be the lone survivor of the uh, three outside of the Big 2 right now. Yeah. Cam? Uh, I didn't see anything about Arizona, but I did see Kyle was um, a lock with Colorado to go to the Big 12, but I mean... I mean, I think I think that's good with them. Uh, if you look at the moves that the Big 12's doing, uh, they're also talking to UConn. I think the Big 12 is kind of seeing the writing on the wall and it's going to try to create a super basketball conference and kind of treat football as a luxury. 
uh, at this point because, mm-hmm. I mean, in the future, you're not going to really be able to compete with the Big Ten and SEC with football revenue-wise. So, like, why not take over basketball? Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. Mike? Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's a smart move when you talk about the Pac-12 and the TV deal that they possibly have, being on the CW and stuff like that. Um, you know, Prime and Colorado and all these other places, you want to be somewhere where people are going to, you know, actually get to watch you on TV. So uh, the Big 12 has some type of deal going on that's better than the Pac-12. So why not join them? I mean, you can watch them right after Arrow at 9 p.m. Yeah, man. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't nobody want that to be interfering with All-American, man. (laughs) Worst football. Hey, hey, man. We got to watch Spencer James, man. That's the star. Shout out Spencer, man. Yeah. Garrett Wilson could never, man. Yeah. But yeah, but speaking of realignment, we had some we had some news about a few schools joining the AAU and not the basketball circuit. So notably, Miami and Notre Dame are now AAU members, which the Big Ten apparently just loves and can't get enough of. The heck with football. But does this actually make it realistic to open the door for a Miami or Notre Dame to join the Big Ten? I'm gonna go with Mike first. Let me know. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, one thing about the Big Ten, they've always been about TV markets, right? So, you know, adding Rutgers in Maryland wasn't about, you know, their football, you know, uh, teams at all. It was about that TV market. And I just think those additions would be great. I would love to have a Florida school, you know, where Florida players could say, hey, yeah, I could still go play up, you know, up north. And then my family can come see me at one of these games when I come down here to Florida. So, I mean, I think it's amazing. Yeah, Cam? I mean, I think it's a great idea, too. I mean, I think the biggest <laughs> aspect of that is Notre Dame getting the AAU. Um, as, as With them being a, a suedo member of the ACC. But, yeah, Miami's huge, bro. They got a, uh, it's over 6 million people in Miami Metro. Um, there isn't a product on the field that people want to watch in Miami right now. So I went to Big Ten take over that market and, and provide them with actual football to watch. So um, and by the, and that's going to help us recruit their um, uh, Florida even more than we are right now. So I'm all for it. And Miami's just going to be uh, a part of that. So, yeah, yeah Ron. I'm all for it. First off, I just can't believe Mike's going to disrespect the Fighting Shianas like that. We clearly brought them for their fucking football pedigree, for starters, with Rutgers. Um, number two, open the door. The door's been open for Notre Dame, but they're too pussy to come through. Like, they've been had the opportunity to come in, so I don't really know what this changes. They've always had the opportunity to come in and add a significant amount of money to the earning potential of the Big Ten. And then... Miami, I welcome you to the Big Ten. Come get your fucking teeth kicked in. That's pretty much all I really have to say about those two. Notre Dame, stop being pussy. Miami, I mean, let's do it. Rumor Tell has it that uh, the Mad Hatter went behind closed doors and, and brokered that deal. So 
Shout out to the Mad Hatter, man. Yeah, I heard, I, heard, I heard he's working on a Nike deal next. We'll see if it can happen. Mad Hatter, I wouldn't put nothing past him. See, maybe maybe Miami knew they were coming to the Big Ten, so it was all the front the last year. They were like, yo, let's let's hold back. Let's not really play football. And then once we get up there, we're going to show them what's really good. I mean, they sent them on, under armor. for 20 years. The, they got the Wayne Johnson with the, the – the, what's his brand called? No Bull or, or Bull? Bull? Uh, the Rock, the Rock. Yeah, like this. Yeah, whatever. Well, they got a little. They got a, now she wants the young kid. They got an apparel deal with the uh, Under Armour. So I mean, you never know, bro. They might be broke or not. And if you're an Under Armour, you know, you good luck. So yeah, I mean, Under, Armour, <laughs> Under Armour don't win championships apparently. So in basketball, man, Under Armour school to win in football. Only Nike schools win. Steph's so. out there cooking. Steph's out there cooking the NBA and dad grilling shoes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But okay, so also too, we got to switch to recruiting. So we have June visits coming up, and I want to know, or Ron really wanted to know. No, this was Mike's it? topic. So oh, uh, we'll start Mike? with him. Shit. Mike wanted to know. Stop the cat. Mike wanted to know. Hey, and y'all don't. Hey, if y'all don't know in the comments, bro, Mike is our recruiting expert. Like, so any questions y'all got about recruiting, you hit up Mike. I woke up this morning at 6 a.m., you know, to hit the gym because I'm a fit runner like that. They are but saying I did this because Mike's your least recruiting guy, bro. I wait. I like to wait till signing day. Mike <laughs> texted us this morning and was like, bro, who y'all excited about for these June visits? So yeah. that's what we're about to talk about. He only watches recruiting shows. He watches nothing about football. Mike yeah. Wiltfong from Cleveland. Tell us about who you're most excited to see on campus in Columbus this, this month. Well, since, y'all, since y'all made me pick somebody, because I was just going to say, hey, I'm excited to see who commits. That's all I was going to say. But uh, I picked uh, Justin Scott, man. You know, we missed out on a lot of guys on the D-line. And, you know, one thing that uh, Cam has stressed about is that interior D-line being great and being elite and how it helps out our edge rushers. But then we also know how it helps out our DBs as well. So. Cam. Y'all know who I want to see. The chosen one. <laughs> the blonde bomber. Nice. Sammy Brown. Thugging with my rounds. June 23rd. A visit going down. <laughs> that is the fucking guy. James Laurinaitis. I don't know if you watch this show, but if you want to be that guy, if you want to be the next Heartline, you want to be the next $2 million DC at Ohio State, get that man in the office and he's going to traject your career to the fucking moon. That's all I got to say. Sammy Brown, we need you, bro. I mean, if that doesn't get him to commit, I don't know. I mean, we might have to get Cam on staff. Mark, Man, we need to get this motherfucker a Thurman burger. (laughs) Take him right over there. uh, All the hairs and get him a Thurman burger, bro. Get him right. Get him acclimated to Columbus, bro. Because I'm hearing the Georgia. I'm hearing the Clemson noise. Fuck all that, bro. Cam Pantone over here. I think if if with this raps can't get these kids to commit, I don't know what's gonna do it. I'm I'm excited to see Peyton Woodyard, um, uh, Georgia commit. <clears throat> it would be cool to see if we could flip someone like that. Um, we don't really have. Do we have any? No safeties in the class yet. So um, if we were cool. able to flip a safety that Georgia wanted, I'll take them. So that's who I'm most excited to see. What about you, Q? Uh, yeah, for me, um, Kingston Villamu Asa. Yeah, I think I got that right. Uh, most definitely, man. 
Long the days of linebackers who can't run sideline to sideline starting starting for the buck. I need some team speed, man. I'm tired of these non-athletes. I want give, give me a linebacker who plays other sports, who returns kicks. You know, have you seen Tommy Eichenberg hoop? My nigga put some respect. Bro, Tommy Eichenberg. Me and Chris Drew actually watched. I ain't seen him. He wasn't hooping on the line, though. Bro, me and Chris Drew watched his huddle from one back when he was like a senior. Bro, this man had the worst first step I think I've seen on a so huddle. So it's crazy how elite he is now like, the way he moves yeah the development bro. is absolutely Whew. i'm telling you i think that man stepped backwards before he actually rushed the pass bro i think that's he's how, gonna be a great coach how, one day man that's how that's how bad i think that first step but anywho let me not get on the current kingston is gonna bring back the age of ohio state line we got the cj hicks hit the field this year which we'll get into in a little bit you know kids will be like y'all wanna follow those footsteps and be a buckeye so confident on that one james laurinitis if you don't just want to be a dc but you want to be an AD, go get Sammy Brown and then go get Kingston. And your He's career, the one, bro. You might, you might be Big Ten Commissioner. So you guys got four four linebackers in the class right now? Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did him, bro. I mean, we only got well, – how did we get last fight? I mean, listen, bro. The scheme with Jim Knowles, bro, look what they did with Tommy Eichenberg. Imagine if you put in a, a freak athlete in there. Two, I mean, two, I don't five, think that – I mean, that is a good example. Running a 10-600, like, bro. Yeah, but that's not in that's not in Cleveland though, Cam. You, you're saying he's running ten six, but you put him on the track in Cleveland, he might he might look pretty slow. While, I mean, talk- while we're talking about Cleveland track stars, Mike Mike's famous line: "There's four niggas in Glenville faster <laughs> yes. than Gatlin I mean, Bear." I saw I saw Bryce West post his personal best from track this season, and I'm sorry to break it to you, despite Gatlin Bear having a ten one. You talking about one person? <laughs> potential, <laughs> yeah. potential Buckeye Bryce West like, has a like PR. He's not the only person on the Glenville squad. Like, I mean, he's not the only person. Bryce Come West on, has it. Bryce West ran a 10 5 yeah. PR. Like, you ain't seen people run from the police on the 10 5. That's <laughs> all I got to say. I got a question for you guys. I just thought I'm on of. 11. I got a question. How do y'all feel about the potential development that, um, I guess, the Twitter sphere and the social media sphere that? KJ Bolden is a UGA lock, and we have his blood-related first cousin on staff, and we're not even in a conversation. I'm not going to hold it against him. The mom wants to Georgia. You go where the mom yeah, goes. Bro. Blood cousin ain't Trump and mom. I can't hold it, bro. I cannot hold it against him. How close – this guy has been in the coaching world, right? How close can they be? Right, bro. Okay. What do you mean? How, how close it is? Okay, so let's talk about right. a let's talk about a coach's life. We but hear I'm, it all I'm the time. Though. They get they don't even get a full month off. They go and take a week or a week and a half vacation, and then they right back at it. How much time has he really got to be? He's just that distant cousin, you know, that you might see on a couple family reunions whenever he's able to make it and stuff like that. It's understandable, bro. I'm not about to blame blame dude for that, man. It is so wait a minute, wait a minute. Time on, time on, time on, time on. Hold on. So you're trying to tell me a football coach, yeah, who has a freakish Uber NFL track athlete in his family and has no relationship with him. Bro, if if you I'm not okay, I can have a relationship, but he's not about to have a relationship like ah, we you know that's my ace boo. I just here, how many of your cousins could convince you not to go to Ohio State? Because that's essentially 
and go to Georgia? How many of your cousins could convince you to go to Georgia over Ohio State? Because that's essentially what we're asking him to do in reverse. He's a kid from Georgia. His mom wants him to go to Georgia. And we're trying to get him to go to Ohio State to play for his cousins. How many of your cousins could get you to play for Georgia? Bro, if I was an (laughs) All-American or had All-American potential at at safety, and I find out, hmm, my freaking cousin is a safeties coach in college. But you also coming off in college. But Ohio State is also coming off a national championship. He's not even coaching cornerbacks, bro. Like, that's not his safety ain't really Eliano's position anyway. Eliano what are we talking about? He played safety in college. And he's coached safeties before. When you talk about, okay, but you're not getting him off of his track record when he was putting cornerbacks in the league. But I'm saying, that's and your safeties, bro. You probably call him every couple weeks, yo. How oh your season God. going? Oh, you of need pointers. I happen to coach him. DBs in college. Bro, he probably like, this the most I ever talked to this cousin now that I'm being recruited by him. Come on, man. See, with this attitude, if I once I get the job at Ohio <laughs> coaching, I'm not hiring Mike. I'm not hiring Ron. You're not hiring gonna have no all these pieces with the cousin of recruiting. What do you mean that's my son? We barely man, all I know is this, bro. I saw a young man named Sauce Gardner with diamonds in his mouth going top five. That was a three-star out of Detroit, and my cousin got him there, and he's a all pro as a rookie. But I hear y'all, bro. Yeah, that's what it is. And my cousin did that. You know, whatever works for on, y'all. Hold on. What position? Was it was it was it the safety position he put him in? It was that corner. Okay, my point exactly. <laughs> KJ, don't play corner. <laughs> he coached safeties now. So. It don't make no sense. <laughs> anyway, Ron, Ron, hop into some super chats before we get to our main top. Or some oh, chats. RSK super chat. I don't know why. You don't need no money. What was that, rope, Q? Baby. No, I said hop into some chats before we get into our main topic. Um, give me up one here. second to get this also, to everybody. Here. Make sure you like the video, subscribe. If you like, if you like what you're seeing. Imagine Sammy Brown on his defense. He'd be on the bench. <laughs> Mike was yeah. cooking per I'm, I'm usual. Be real, bro. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not about to someone's on the radio like all the other beat writers. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm with you, Craig. He coaches DBs, man. What's, what's going? You can't get a DB coach DBs. <laughs> so get us into the uh, main topic of the day, Q. All right, so. Ron wanted to know because defending his his guy uh, Tommy Eichenberg, the All American, supposedly Heismanberg. But go ahead, yeah, how my fault, Haya Heismanberg. <laughs> anyway, so there's been a lot of talk lately. The streets is talking right about this linebacker dilemma we have. So mm-hmm. I want us to put our heads together and kind of figure out what's going to be best for programs. We've talked here at nausea about young guys coming up. Young guys actually playing in the program and not sitting on the bench for four years and then doing one one and done. So I'll start with you, Mike. With this linebacker situation, thinking this is a chance to win a championship, the championship season. So may not be the best thing just to risk it all, maybe play the young guy, but actually having some kind of balance here. What do you think? Do you, one, do you think this is a dilemma at linebacker? Two, what do you think is our best option? I will say this. Uh, I, I finally watched the Jim Knowles interviews this past week and just hearing him and his take, you know, people were asking, hey, do you feel a little different where you would have had, you know, might have put CJ out there last year? He said, no, I don't. 
And I think that that's kind of still a dilemma, dude, because, you know, he said CJ is going to be unleashed, but he said the same thing about Sonny Styles, and we only seen him, you know, a handful of times. Um, I'm kind of worried because one thing when our last national championship, we had a true freshman at Raekwon McMillan, but we knew his skill set, knew when to put him out there, how to use him. And we saw Raekwon a lot, and we saw Raekwon make plays. If Jim Knowles doesn't know how to do that, I, I feel like that's just going to continue to hurt us in getting top recruits, those five stars, those guys that we want to see elite at, at the position. Now, have I? can I say that he's developed the linebackers to actually be linebackers better than what we have saw since Luke Fickle left? Yes, he's doing a way better job than our Washington and Billy Davis. I can say that. Well, not Billy Davis. Way better job than Billy Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so piggybacking on what Mike said, I'm not – the scheme wise, I think that Jim Knowles got a bad rap. They said he's a gambler and all that. So I'm not I'm not gonna pretty much hate on Jim Knowles like coaching wise. But I mean the biggest glaring example of what Mike was talking about as far as getting players playing time was against Georgia. So we ended up playing Darnell Washington. We ended up playing um Brock Bowerman. And what did he do? He looked at his roster and said, Oh, I have a six foot four, two hundred and twenty pound safety. That I'm going to implement in a game plan, Sonny Styles, in the fucking playoff. But all year when we're whooping the shit out of Iowa's and the Wisconsin's and shit, Sonny's on the sideline. So it don't make any sense to me. So it's like when we play the best teams, it's like, oh shit, we need to use our five stars because they're elite athletes and they can match up traits. Why not develop them through the season? Because we saw that you needed that need, but you wanted to feed everybody else during the season. But listen, the the controversy with the linebackers isn't rocket science. Tommy Eichenberg with the Mike position, you saw what he did with that Rodriguez kid. I think it was at Oklahoma State to convert a quarterback who became an All-American. The Mike in this system is always going to put up stats. That's a plug-and-play position. The right. wheel linebacker spot is the focus because that is mm-hmm. the one that's not dependent on schemes, dependent on ability. And and still, I know I got a reputation. Everybody thinks I hate still. Thanks. Chris called me the other day and said, hey, Steele's out there for fucking- Look over your shoulder. You might get snuffed while you're back. <laughs> yeah, Chris Drew hey, called me. Hey, Chris, wait for the day to see you. Chris Drew called down. me yesterday uh, on Friday. It was like, yo, I was at this dinner in Dublin. Still pulled up. I had to leave. I thought he, in case he thought I was truther. But listen, <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I don't got no hate for still, bro. It's just like there's certain traits, there's certain things we need to do. And CJ Hicks needs to be on the field, not only because, one, the trajectory of us recruiting, by us playing steel chambers in them, we're looking at five years you've been in a program. No five stars sitting behind for five years. And how are we going to bring Sammy Brown? We've only been here too, but go ahead. <laughs> well, he came in 18, didn't he? It's not I'm saying CJ's only been here. No, two I'm talking years. about I'm talking about I'm talking about yeah, Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm saying he's been in the program forever. So how are we gonna bring in Sammy Brown and say, Hey, this is what we're gonna do for you, this is what we're gonna do for you? And we got uh, uh another Sammy Brown type prospect that can't crack the field. Because of still, like, how is that attractive and how does that help our recruiting going forward to getting elite players if we're not willing to do what Kirby does, getting them in the game, scheming them up, letting them get the uh, the reps game and the things they need mm-hmm. so when we get to that level, we can play eight freshmen if somebody gets hurt instead of just throwing somebody in there. So Hicks has to play, bro, for the for recruiting, 
for his development and for perception for five stars around the nation. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. No disrespect to Steele, bro, but like CJ's CJ. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's just, I can't wrap my head around it, bro. Like, rotation, rotation. Go ahead, no. We'll open it up. I, no, I mean, I agree with everything that you guys have said so far. Um, the only thing is, I think it's a good problem to have, kind of. I mean, I think that either way, um, if they work CJ in slowly, if they give him the start, or if he sits, I feel like we're going to be fine at linebacker as far as uh, this push for the national championship. Obviously, for recruiting reasons, you want to see the five-star play. Um, most of us believe that he's the most athletic one, and he gives us the best chance to win. So hopefully we see him out there. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a tough situation, but when you have a guy like Tommy Eichenberg out there, you put anyone next to him and you're going to be fine. So, um, we could roll with, <laughs> we could roll with whoever, but I think if CJ Hicks is out there, we're going to take the off the is defense to a hit? different level. Bro. <laughs> hey, Craig, hey, Craig, bro. You're trying to tempt me, bro. I was, I told myself I'm not slandering today, but yes, he did get blocked by a 165 pound wide receiver more than once. So, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that today with steel. I'm being chill, but yes. Yeah, Man, I just, yeah. I, I'm on yeah. that line, bro. For, for a while, I have not got the inability just to play the play talent, especially in like blow up, bro. We see Steel and Tommy making tackles with one second left against Iowa. Like it really doesn't make sense. And also, too, people in the fan base, you can't have it both ways. You can't go out and want the top best players in the nation, and then when they're here, be like, well, you know, you gotta wait your time and yada yada. Like that's nonsense. It's BS. First of all, there is a way to implement talent and play them, to get them reps, to get them experience. C.J. Hicks, when I, I said, I think last week, Larry Johnson not playing um, Ty Leak and Mike Hall, but 15 snaps a game was a fireball offense. C.J. Hicks and Gabe Powers getting like zero defensive snaps last season is damn near a fireball offense. It, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me how you don't play these guys at all. And two... Put your best athletes in positions to make them successful. That, that's coaching, bro. It's like you put guys in positions where you know their strengths can show up and, you know, you minimize their weaknesses. He did it for Tommy Eichenberg. He did it for Steele. But you can't do it for a couple freshmen, like, in 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 burn time. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. You got to play them. You got to get them acclimated. And, two, if you start to play them at the beginning of the season, you get them reps. They're going to be a different player at the end of the season when you actually need them. That's how Georgia did. They implement these guys early. They let them play. They let them get experience. Later on, they're making big-time plays in big games, and they're comfortable. Like, yeah, you can't just throw, even though they did, they threw, threw Sonny Styles in at the end of the season. He probably wasn't even really that comfortable with game experience, but he had a job to do, and he did it decently, which is credit to him. But if you start them early, you might have the – they might be the best players on the team. You don't know. He could have made a difference. He could have made more of an impact. Yeah, you'd be more comfortable because you won't be making those rookie, I just got in the game mistakes or I'm trying to do perfect. Your 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 nerves will settle down and you actually can go play ball. And that's just part of experience. I mean, we saw Tommy and Steele do it for a season where they didn't play well all year in 21, but they were bulletproof. So I just, I don't understand. And this is, goes for all positions, not just linebacker, but I just don't understand not giving some guys at least a little bit of time to see what maybe you, they can offer you later on. I mean, the, like, you, like I mean, we saw on the offensive side, like we saw Travion play. We saw, um, yeah, we saw Garrett Wilson when he came in and played. So Ryan Day, if you're elite, has been has shown that he will give his young guys reps. So, I don't think it's Ryan Day. I think it's the position coaches. I think that's the issue. Chaybook mentioned because, in the chat that uh, the lack of reps 
uh, for the young guys too was a reason that Tommy was beat down at the end of the season. And when you have like a Heisman candidate like Tommy Eichenberg, you need to keep his body healthy for the end of the season because you want, you know, your elite talent out there flying around <laughs> knocking heads. Yeah, who, who's supposed Gary to be in the chat? He's right. He knows Tommy with him. Hosman or Bust. Like Cody Simon's supposed to be rotating with him this year. With Tommy too, yeah. Bro, I think I think Cody I mean, Simon will be an added. He they say Cody, Simon they say looks, Cody different looks better this year. Uh, yeah, since Man, he's thought, been healthy. I thought he looked decent in twenty twenty one. It's just like like when I was listening to Chris and Zach earlier. Like, bro, these dudes damn near thirty. They've been here for like six years. It's like, bro, on the field, you you need to have like we talked about you need to have draft guys that are going to get drafted early rounds if you want to win championships. I mean, that's they just the thing. you want to have talented them. players playing, and the more NFL guys you have, the more chance you have of winning the championship. And we've played the last couple of seasons where you're like, dang, who's really going to the league out here? And not saying Tommy still won't. I think they're draftable players, but I don't think they're early round players, so they'd be gone already. Like we can't have early round players over there, you know, catching catching suntans. We gotta we gotta do something with them. Yeah, man. I, I I mean, it's so easy when you know, as a Nick Saban or a Kirby Smart, you know, or anybody on those staffs, um, or even at Clemson on that staff, when you can just go back and just look, look at this guy. He only got one year, one year. You know, like look at this guy, one year. This guy should have been a first rounder. Like, uh, what's his name? Baron Browning. Should have been a first rounder. But they didn't. You know think that, uh, you think it could be a possibility of Jim Knowles and his first year um, being over worried and sensitive about his defense looking competent every week and without, so he can avoid criticism? I mean, like playing guys that he thinks that won't fuck up the scheme. Or that, that won't like make a mistake because it's like guys probably didn't make mistakes or probably didn't fuck up the scheme, but you gave up an out route for eighty five yards to Cornelius Johnson because you run a four six. But that's but that's so my like, whole that's my whole thing. What are we Cam, doing? Is, is we did watch the mistakes happen, and why would I why would I allow the older guys to continuously keep making the same mistakes and not try my my star-studded freshmen, right? My young guys. I mean, we had seven blowout games. Seven. But I mean, <laughs> and, and CJ Higgs didn't get one rep at the linebacker position. There is no excuse for that. Like, honestly, Ryan Day shouldn't even let it get past. You said that three. you said you watched the interview, right? Uh Jim Knowles? Yeah. Did you see did you hear what the one reporter said? He said What's what's going to happen if you play um, C.J. Hicks and he flashes? What is yeah. that going to do? What's that going to do with the dynamic in the locker room with Steele and the linebacker room? You think that could have been a little case where he don't want to go out there and he got to end up benching a motherfucker? Because he don't care. He benched. I mean, that's that's a, practice. Yeah, that's right. a, oh my god! I had to shoot his lease. He's the scapegoat of the defense. Maybe Jim Holt, Jim knows is harder at the linebacker position because it is his position. But one thing that I just don't want to see, I don't want to see him having to handle that rotation of, uh, of, of the linebackers out there. I want that to be on James Laronitis. And I think James Laronitis needs to be able to understand the playbook. 
understand what these guys can do and will do. And Jim Knowles needs to be able to scheme that up. Uh, I mean, you know, he his whole playbook obviously wasn't installed, right? Um, you got these guys learning his second year in the season. As he said, if those guys weren't picking it up or whatever, he needs to change the way he's teaching. So hopefully he made the adjustments because we can't keep just putting it all on the kids when you're not giving them the game reps and your head coach is sitting here saying that game reps mean more than practice reps. It, it, it doesn't correlate, bro. And, we, and we've seen this coaching staff not on the same page, especially when spring first started. Larry Johnson was talking about no Jack over this way, and Jim Knowles was originally still talking about the Jack. <laughs> Man, also, too, we, we're not going to sit here and act like if, if CJ, if the CJ Hicks type player or Sonny Styles type player walked into Oklahoma State two years ago, they're not going to be on the field. Like, we, we just not, we just not going to call it. They, they, he most def would have played if he had that level of talent. So doing it here is, is no different. When you have the higher talent, you got to play it. And, and Jay Book put the snap cap count out. And it was just like the snap count between our young players and the other school's young players. And they win championships and their snap counts is high. So it just is like, what are we losing when we see people able to do it and do it successfully? The proof is out there. It's not right. like, uh, I don't know how this is going to go. Ron, can you please throw that Jay Book comment up there, that last one, bro? We definitely need to touch on that because, oh, my God. So we that, have a couple, we Shout have out a couple, to Jay Book, man. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Jay Book and everybody Boys, in the yeah. chat. We appreciate all y'all for pulling up. If you could hit the like button on there for us, that's huge for us and helps us out on the algorithm. Um, we, did, we asked the chat for a couple questions. We're going to circle back to that Jay Book one, but I want to throw this one up there first. One name. Who you guys got as your kick and punt returners? One name, Q. Uh, one name each. Give me Jaden Ballard at kick. I don't even know who's gonna return punts. Come back to me. I'll, I'll, I'll Evan Pryor for me. You could put him at both. I would like to see that. Cam, Brandon Ennis, both. Brandon Ennis at both for me. Q, give me Brandon, a punt. Give me Brandon Ennis on punt. Give me Brandon Ennis on punt. So I mean, look at that. We settled that right there in a matter of I don't know eight seconds. I think we can fire Parker Fleming and just you know, let Buck out. <laughs> 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 that in I'm here. no expert, but look what we fucking figured out. The kid's not even on campus yet. We just got on campus and we already found our punt returner. Okay, so do you want this J book question? Let's go with this one first. If Jim Knowles gets cooked again in big games, do you keep him, especially up in 2A? What about you, Mike? Is this the question you were looking for, or is it the next one? No, it's the next one. Okay, well, um, lead us off on this one. Well, it is. I, I'm not sure, man. Uh, like, I I mean, me and Cam have had these talks on the phone, and I'm just like, man, we got just a couple more guys that we just need to leave out of here who they keep playing with. And I'm just – I mean, maybe it would definitely be alarming. I will say this. If there is a Jeff Halfley that might be available, Ooh. then yeah, I think it all depends on what other coaches are available. But I'm not, I'm not sold out on Jim Knowles just yet, man. Listen, listen. <laughs> I when I, when you watched when I watched the game, I was like pissed, bro, because I was there in person. But Jim Knowles schemed the fuck out of Michigan. We just didn't have the Jimmies and Joes to go with the X's and O's. That double A got blitzed where Cornelius Johnson scored on, absolutely hit three times in that game untouched. We just didn't have no guys on the outside. If you watched that last drive with Stetson Bennett against Georgia, the stunts and the calls and the drops that Jim Knowles was calling was exactly perfect uh, against that defense. Um, 
McAllister has no feet. He can't reroute. And Ronnie Hickman refuses to hit somebody. That's not on Jim Knowles. That's on our defense. And that's on the players not being good enough. Jim Knowles absolutely did a good job coaching. He does what he does. Some people may call it risky, but that's why we're at Ohio State. And we got good players that should be able to cover coaching. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have that last year. We had seven, eight players in rotation that didn't get drafted. Not going to be the case this year. Watch what Jim Knowles does when he actually has athletes on the outside that can support the scheme and the uh, fire zones that he wants to run. I don't yeah. want to – go ahead, Q. Oh. Yeah, yeah, follow Kim on that. Um, honestly, I thought Jim Knowles didn't do a terrible job in the Michigan game. I mean, even the two long touchdowns, somebody was just out there gap. Which JJ coach, was 12 for 24, it, bro. Like, people don't Yeah, they that. really – I mean, we, we talk about the five plays, but it was really a couple plays where guys just either weren't athletic enough to get there or didn't make the plays that were presented to them, and then you get a big play. That's, that's how it happens. So um, – and also, I don't want to do the musical <clears> – <throat> Oh, excuse me. I want to do the musical chairs thing of defensive coordinators. So I'll be honest, Jim Knowles, two years and two out, you got to start a whole new philosophy. And especially your your um your your you're hitting your talent window, which is minimizing. I don't want to be rotating like that. Now, if he certainly just looks terrible, it may be in consideration, but I don't think he will. But I would love to bring Jeff Havley in, in any in any sort of way anyway, because that's just my guy. But I, I would say if he gets cooked, maybe give him one more year. Yeah, um, I want to say that um, I won't fire Jim Knowles, but I mean, I told my, I tweeted before the Michigan game last year, if we lose, I'm not going to fire Ryan Day. And we, <laughs> we lost, and I got right in his face, and I fired Ryan Day. So emotional yeah, Ron is going to probably hop on, hop on the spaces and start firing every coach. But I mean, for the best of our program, I would imagine even if – we were to see the uh, unthinkable again three years in a row in 2A this year. I think the whole staff will be returning. So let's get to that J-Book comment that Mike wanted to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Mike, lead us off. Uh, touch on yeah. Jim Knowles saying his DBs were getting destroyed in practice. He said players were like, oh, that's Marvin Harrison Jr. That is unacceptable. Yes, yes, yes. By your oh, teammate. my God. Uh, uh, to hear, I mean, we've heard like guys like Garyon Conley and and stuff like that on, on the minutes and everything like that. And you used to hear them talk about them just going at it with the wide receivers, never sitting there saying, oh, that's Michael Thomas, never sitting there saying, oh, this is Chris Olave. No one ever did. Like, when did this be okay at Ohio State? When has this thinking been okay? I don't know if it's because Jim Knowles don't allow these guys to get physical. I don't know why. But that 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 right there explains a lot on why we couldn't cover no wide receivers while we were ranked in the hundreds in covering wide receivers on defense, bro. That was a huge issue. I do like what I've been hearing out of spring that they've been doing a lot better, but that should have never been an issue, man. That shouldn't be something that we have to fix. Cam? Bro, it's like that saying from the Hebrew Israelites, like, we was Kangs. You know what I'm saying? Like, we went from uh, – we're at Ohio State, we have a long, storied history of defensive back play. We have the most DBs drafted in NFL history. DBs is what we do. This is the most prideful position at Ohio State. And we're talking about players putting on a scarlet and gray uniform and being starstruck by their own teammates. This is absolutely unheard of. This is fucking crazy. I didn't hear that part of the interview, but if that's true, 
holy shit, we need to get our culture back together. We need to start grabbing by the nuts and saying, this is what the fuck we're going to do. Bring the silver bullets back to Columbus. But <laughs> listen, Marvin Harrison's Marvin Harrison, bro. But we need to start doing – need, they need to start getting a more of a competition thing going right there because you can see it in the play on Saturday. You know, a guy gets beat. It's just like, well, it happens in practice every day, so fuck it. So I don't know. Uh, I, I, I got to go back and watch the interview, but that sounds absolutely outrageous. I don't even know what to say to that, honestly. Like, I'm Q? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even hear that part of the interview. But that, yeah, that that's insane, bro. And this is like, I understand this is Ohio State, and yeah, we want to go out and get good kids from good families and all that good stuff. But I, I'm so happy Igbenosa's here. He looked like he might rob me when I'm walking down the street to my car, bro. I I'm so excited. You need, bro. I'm telling you, on every like growing up playing football. I barely ever lost. Like, we had this good team we kept for a very long time. And a couple of those dudes, when we got to high school, ended up in jail. And I'm like, now wonder we ain't lose, bro. We, we had real motherfuckers on this team, bro. What you mean? So you got to have some dudes with an edge. And, and playing DB, Jay Book knows, very hard position. But you had to have mentality because you're going to get beat. And you got to go back and talk shit and be like, nah, fuck all that. That's the last time that's happening. We gonna fight. You not catching balls on me. So, I I think I think it's just a it's, it's a culture thing. But we, hey, bro, we might have to go. I don't know what's the worst cities in America. New Orleans get a get a DB. Chicago go get a DB. Man, we we gotta get some edge on this. We get one from Cleveland, hopefully. Yeah, hey, Cleveland, Cleveland. Not where Mike's from, the Shaker Heights. But you move a not little too over much, there. Not some... too much, bro. <laughs> yeah, all right. Y'all keep trying to play me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we gotta get some, we gotta get some edge, man. That's what it tells me. It's a culture thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a crazy statement um, from the team or from any player on the team. Like, I don't care if it's Marvin Harrison Jr. because when it's Cornelius Johnson <laughs> or Parker Washington, they're still getting fucking cooked. So, I mean, I don't know what the excuse is there. So, I mean, all around, you don't want to hear stuff like that from coming out of the Woody. So. You hope that's a change and there's some sort of different type of energy in that room. So, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's been a, a, a hell of an episode, boys. Cam came with the fucking shade, <laughs> the raps. Bro, the I've been trying, bro, I'm fucking. Bro, you so, need to catch, he kept oh that watch on screen God. the entire time. His no, I got, no, there's a counter. <laughs> there's a counter right here. I'm just resting my arm on it. But, uh. Before we wrap it up, let me let the let the guys know out there where they could find you. Q, uh, go ahead, Mike. All right, man, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, two one six underscore Wild Boy. Catch me in the spaces. Um, if you if you go come at me with some with some BS, make sure you come correct because I will take them screenshots. <laughs> go ahead, Jim. You can find me on Twitter at I Know Things 19. I live for free inside the head of Wolverines. So you can find me on the timeline cooking boys. So Dr. Seuss ass nigga today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bro, I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> Multi-talented, my boy. I'm dropping mixtape. Watch. <laughs> I got y'all. Uh, if you want, if you want to, well, first of all, shout out to the chat today. Y'all are Lissy, Terry, Daniel in here. I saw Bobby, Gary, everybody in there, Cam. So, uh, Craig, all y'all appreciate y'all coming through. If you want to find me, I'm City Boy Quitting on Twitter. 
I am flying to Joss on Instagram. I also do movies here on YouTube at Minor League Films. It's all about Spider-Man, which definitely go see it if you haven't. Amazing movie. Ron, get us out of here. You can find me on Twitter at 2 underscore T-E-E-S, 2 T's. You can find me on Twitch at 2 T's, uh, on TikTok at 2 Shiesty. And you can follow all of us on Twitter at Best Damn Media. Pull us pull up on the Best Damn Spaces. See us on Playback TV at Best Damn Media. And we appreciate you guys pulling up every Sunday at 10 Eastern for Buckeye BS. We appreciate you guys pulling up. And thank you for coming every week. Have a good one.